0: Good morning, everyone. It's Judith Hick. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Happy Thursday. Um, yeah, we're cruising right on through June, right? It's going fast. Like, I remember when I was a kid, my parents used to say life goes so fast, and I would be thinking, dude, third grade is taking forever. <laughs> but, you know, as you grow up, it, it really does go fast. So you don't want to waste a lot of time you want to maximize your time here which is what I hope in some way that uh this podcast helps you do is just to streamline your thoughts you know and certainly no one could have anticipated 2020 being like this but you know it is and so you have to just keep moving and keep uh keep focusing you know um a little homage to uh, one of my friends. Her, her mom passed away recently, like a couple of days ago. And uh, I met this friend in grade school. We played basketball and our school, faced her school. And uh, a few years later, we both wound up. I'm thinking it was a few years later. I can't recall now. We're going way back. Um, but at some point, we both um, arrived at the same high school. And so we went to high school together, we were cool, but we really didn't become close until college. And uh, we both went to Howard and, um, you know, she had a TV. (laughs) I think uh, I had a black and white TV, I'm that old, yes. Freshman year, and then we both lived in the same dorm sophomore year and junior year, actually two years in a row. So she had a big TV, so I'd go to her room and we'd watch Cosby Show in a different world. And it was fun you know she uh she was just cool, you know, and uh fast forward we stayed in touch and about I don't know almost ten years ago, I guess it was about two two thousand and eleven or so uh she was in town, and uh her mom shared the story <laughs> of how she was scrolling through my friend's phone, and her then boyfriend had uh sent her a picture of uh, his penis <laughs> and her mom was old school you know uh, she at that point she was in her 70s I think and she was like I mean she was telling the story she was like why would somebody do that why why would somebody take a picture who wants to see that why and it, her outrage and disgust <laughs> was one of the funniest things ever <laughs> I mean, uh, my friend went on to marry the guy, and she was living with a guy had a b- had a son with him, and she her mom was talking about him like he was just a straight up degenerate. oh, it was so funny anyway, rest in peace she was uh fantastic, a really, really sweet and kind lady um so I want to change topics and uh, you like my fancy sound effects. Uh, what I was thinking before I did decided to do that impromptu um, homage to my friend's mom. She was so great. Um, I wanted to I was thinking about uh, I mean just how full of shit people are. And I think a big problem of in our world and in our society is that people aren't really Honest, You know, everybody's a victim. Everybody, you know, I'm not a liberal by any stretch. Uh, Liberalization, I think, infantilizes black people. And then the extreme conservative side uh, sort of punishes and uh, hamstrings black people or any people who don't have money, actually, um, because they believe everything should come from your bootstraps and it's like well first i need some boots and then they're like i don't give a shit you get your own boots you know it's that's extreme so everything's super extreme on the on the ends i'm a moderate i think everybody should be a moderate because it makes sense most people fall somewhere in the middle on most major issues um but also people just even when you take it out of the political arena people just aren't truthful you know they they don't They don't own their behaviors and they talk a lot of trash and they don't always do what they say they're going to do. And I feel like if we are ever to make a giant leap forward in humanity, we're just going to have to require that people be honest and not, you know, all talk like do what you say you're going to do. And and I heard TDJ say once that a lot of people don't even believe the things they say they're going to do. They can't even convince themselves they're going to do it because they know that they don't uh, keep their own word to themselves. They know it's a lie when it's coming out of their mouths. And I think even though you believe it's true, that's not the same as it's the truth. You know, so you've got to do the work. Everybody wants to do a shortcut. And social media has made it worse because now all people think they have to do is put together some sort of campaign. You know, I even saw a picture of a girl running into the middle of like a riot to get a social media picture of her. Like, you know, look at the looters and like her being in front like that shit's dangerous. What are you doing? You know, I don't I don't understand where people's priorities are. I think if you want to do something great, just go ahead and do it. And don't worry about who's there to take your picture while you're doing it. Um, you know, some of these pictures where people, like, we've become so, <laughs> like, we're so easily manipulated. Uh, so many people are like, look, it's a surprise proposal. Well, I don't know how much of a surprise it is because somebody's there taking the picture, you know. What okay, nothing's private, everybody's private moments are now public because you know people just need that level of attention. Um, and I love it when people are like posting thirst trap pictures and this isn't a thirst trap, mm, it looks like one. Okay, you know, it's just we live in a very fascinating time, so people aren't accountable, accountability is out like nobody is nobody's into accountability you got a few people out here who are like they'll just tell you the truth because they did the thing and you know I'm a grown up I'm going to tell you the truth but by and large people have just sort of circumvented accountability well your, your name is as the CEO of the company you're the boss and somebody absconds with $600 million from your company and you I had no idea so I'm not responsible for that I can't be held accountable because I don't know but you're the boss you should know you know what I mean like that makes you accountable just by default (laughs) you get the you get the big boy salary so yeah when you're the CEO you're accountable but you know so accountability is out nobody wants to be accountable for anything and people don't like telling you the truth and they also like to always look good you know So until we get past these points, it's going to be very interesting times. I was looking at I didn't read the whole article, but the review of John Bolton's book, basically. And people are like, look, you don't have to like John Bolton to read what he's saying and to be alarmed because he's going to tell you the truth. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think I've said this before on this podcast. I would not be surprised if President Trump was in some sort of deep financial crisis and needed the presidency and used the presidency to sort of save his business in some form or fashion. I would not be surprised if that's the case. And I'm pretty sure that's what's happening um, because he's out here making some House of Cards moves, you know, employing these other countries to mess up the elections and to keep him in office and to, you know, do all the things that... that you thought were just fiction when you were watching the show. (laughs) Um, But you know what? Karma is real. uh, And the people who believe him and believe in him are frightening to me because they can't recognize um, or maybe they don't want to recognize chaos and and they like the disruption of it all um, until they don't. You know, that's the way it works. I love, you know, whatever, until I don't, until it's inconvenient for me. So I think we're in for a real sea change. You know, Aunt Jemima's going away. Uncle Ben's going away. And we've long known they've been racist. Listen, it was a victory to get that head rag off of her. Uh, Because when I was a kid eating Aunt Jemima pancakes, she had uh, a head rag on, a la Tupac style. Um which when he started wearing his bandana like that, that's the first person I thought of was Aunt Jemima, <laughs> just FYI, <laughs> who uh, wasn't very menacing, but uh, very powerful imaging. So I think I was in college when the head rag came off and they gave her a nice little uh, upsweep or a little hairdo, little flip. And um, they just made her seem like uh, the black housewife which was still dated in 1989 because lots of women were out uh, working and not making pancakes. And then, you know, Uncle Ben, I think Uncle Ben used to have a hat on, too. Uh, but the whole point is, yes, they were completely racist because these people are not your aunt and uncle. They're not real people. And, um, you know, yeah, it was based off of us, off of the, you know, black servant that feels like family (laughs) thanks so i'm not sad to see them go um i am a little surprised you know that it's taken this to to make them do it you know uh I guess next for me, it's got to be the Popeye's lady because that lady does not own Popeye's and they need to stop letting her get up there and talk like, you know, you love my chick. Yeah. Lady, you do not own Popeye's. You do not come up with the recipes. You know, you're not coming off like the owner. You're coming off like the jolly black kitchen worker. And I hate that. Okay. So Uncle Ben and Jemima and the Popeye's lady. I know you need the work, sis, but find other roles, cause I I don't care for that. They never have her like at the CEO table. They got her uh eat my spice too. two uh I cannot stand that commercial. <laughs> really bothers me. So yeah. Uh that's part of the movement and I'm I'm a I'm good with that. I'm here for that. Um What's weird though, so uh now everybody's getting Juneteenth off and I've had more than one white person say, Juneteenth, what's Juneteenth? And actually, one of my uh, Latino friends on Facebook was like, what's Juneteenth? Um, And I recognize that it is not, there are a lot of black people who don't know what Juneteenth is. Um, And I'm not going to explain it to you, Google it. Uh, But now everybody's getting, not everybody, but a lot of people are Going to give you that day off, so I guess that's going to be the new one. So they're going to take away some other holiday so you can have Juneteenth, I guess. But uh, the way uh, our, our I don't know who how you would describe this. So our boss's boss, I guess, or our boss's counterpart, uh, sent us the email and it basically was like it's a day of reflection, and I was like. I, it's a day for me to reflect on not being a slave. Uh, that's called every day. <laughs> so, you know, stop trying to be so overly sensitive about it. It is what it is. And it's not new. It's new to you, but I'm not going to sit around and reflect on, uh, not being a slave, but thanks. <laughs> I call, uh, sitting around and ref- reflecting on not being a slave a Monday. <laughs> A Tuesday whatever day it is yeah that I do that every day so that's fascinating to me anyway again I'm not being dismissive of all of a sudden everybody's caring about uh the culture because of George uh, about black culture because of George Floyd um he did not die in vain and that's great however you haven't been acknowledging it and these little gestures are great But until you start coming with real financial backing, if I read another, oh, hundred million dollars, a social justice issue posts, you know, look, I don't know what that means. That means you could just, you know, buy a bunch of ads on on social media and that's called social justice to you. I don't know what that means. So I don't want to hear any more of these big, you know, high dollar donations. Invest in businesses. Do you know how many entrepreneurs can't get access to money to grow their business or even start their businesses? Do you know how many people aren't even allowed access at certain tables? And it's not because solely because they're black. It's solely because there's a very small, minute group of people, especially in my industry, which is I consider entertainment. I have multiple industries, but in the entertainment industry, there's so many gatekeepers and they literally will not give you money unless they believe they can make three to five times that off of your back and how will they know if they keep only giving money to people who make the same movies over and over again they only work with the same people when's the last time you heard of a breakout uh, filmmaker yeah the asian guy that just won the oscar but yeah he's obviously been very successful in his own country You know, but when's the last time you've heard of like the new Spike Lee? You haven't because they barely give Spike Lee money to make movies. And that's the system. I can't stand this. Can I have the money, boss? Uh, I just can't stand that. There's so many talented screenwriters and filmmakers. And if you can't find them, ask me. I know where they are. It's a lot of us who haven't ever been given a shot. And it's all because you have made it up in your mind that you think you know what black people want. And I've had the conversations. I'm not making it up. I've had the conversations where people were like, "Um, your story won't fly because it's a love story, but it doesn't have a stabbing in it. So it's not black enough. And That was from a black producer. So it's like, you know, okay, this is insane. And I'm telling you, the sheer number of people who told me I was brilliant, the sheer number of people who loved my screenplay, the sheer number of people who were all in my face but wouldn't give me any money to produce the film, I mean, it started to be like we're on a road to nowhere. This is what you do. You glad hand people and tell them they're great, but you don't take a chance on them and you don't don't build an infrastructure around them. You just see what you can get out of them, and then you try not to insult them because they may, you know, back into the next huge movie franchise. And then you you will have, you know, pissed this person off and they don't want to work with you. Or, you know, like the dude who passed, somebody passed on Home Alone, I want to say, at Warner Brothers. And I think that dude got fired because Home Alone was huge. And I'm just speculating, but it was very well noted that a, a major studio passed on home alone. And it just be, it just blew up, you know, um, you don't want to be the studio that passes on a hit, a huge hit. Uh, so I don't know. I just feel like the gatekeepers need to change. And the issue is not almost, it's not completely just on the production side. It's on the distribution side. Where is the black Netflix? Yes. There are a lot of good projects that have people of color featured on Netflix and I watch a lot of them. Not all of them, but I watch a lot of them. I watch a lot of things on Netflix and I love the democracy of it. However, why isn't there just one devoted to Latinx? Why isn't there one just devoted to why isn't there a Black Netflix? Um why why aren't those dollars there? Cuz there are people who obviously will go see certain things. Their movie movies out here and and people out here who make movies and people love them I don't care for them but other people spend lots of their money supporting them they don't tell the kind of stories I'm interested in but that my taste doesn't reflect everybody and you know I'm a I like the intellectual pretty like you can't just be doing it and it's on in the background I need to watch it, you need to pay attention to the screen, subtlety, that's what I'm into. So, I don't know, if if we don't start hearing about business deals, not just these gestures, not just these broad money donations that could mean anything, then it was all bogus. Because you know why? People full of shit. See what I did there? <laughs> Brought it all the way back. <laughs> Have a great, great, great day. Do great things. Take care of yourselves.
1: But don't feel safe, I'ma get you sucker You took my woman and you took my money And you kept the change, you motherfucker I'ma chase you down the street Cause boy, I'ma chase you up the river You can run, but you can't hide from me And don't look back, I'ma jack the ripper I'ma get it plus the extra fees And boy, it ain't no sense running from me Should've known never to mess with me Cause boy, you about to get, about to get what's coming Boy, you bout to get, bout to get what's coming. I'm looking for the K.O. looking for it now. If be a glass y'all, know no going down. I'm looking for the K, K.O. looking for it now. If be a glass jar Joe, you know we going down. I'm looking for the K.O. looking for it now. If be a glass jar Joe, you know no going down. I'm looking for the K.O. looking for it now. If be a glass jar Joe, you know it no you know going down. And he don't want it with these fisted cuffs. I wish the motherfucker would try to test his luck. His ass gonna be plastic the way you mess him up. It ain't gonna be no safe passage when I catch this, butt, cuz. It's about to be a knocker, it's about to be a knocker, about to be a knockout, to be a knockout, about to be a knocker, about to be a knockout, but to be a knocker you took my gift and you took my glory I'm about to end you and end your story This ain't a lie, swear to God I'm honest And boy, ain't a threat you can bet I promise Boy, you better let me catch you sleeping Cause I'ma be the nightmare that you're dreaming I know you fade outside and see it Cause boy, by the time I know you feel it Say boy, I hope you said them prayers Cause I'm about to send you back to your maker On the cliff, it ain't gonna be no jumping Cause boy, you about to get, about to be what's coming about to get, about coming. Uh, uh, uh huh. I'm looking for decay, not Looking for it now. If you're glass jar yo, you know we going down. I'm looking for decay, not Looking for it now. If you're glass jar yo, you know we going down. I'm looking for decay, not Looking for it now. If you're glass jar yo, you know we going down. I'm looking for decay, not Looking for it now. If you're glass jar yo, you know we going down. boy. I can see it now I'm dropping bombs on the face like Vietnam And ain't, and ain't nobody gonna be around The way you beat them down And leave his ass peating now You get me every reason Whole ass clown So when I see you best believe this swing going down now uh, It's to be a knockout About to be a knockout uh, 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 About to be a knockout to About to be a knockout. This boy about to get about to see what's This about to get about to see